help me welcome back to uh, the show national pro-life activist Terry Beatley. Welcome back, C.L. Bryant Show. Hey, C.L., glad to be back on. Good to hear your voice. Always glad to have you on with us, Terry. Let's uh, jump right into the, the, the front page news here. The possibility of Roe being overturned. Is that what we are expecting? How are you looking at this shaking out? And, uh, hey, big hurrah out to the pro-lifers. Um, well, again, thanks for having me on. And, and I would say uh, we, we can't we need to be in prayer. Number one, um, prayer that um, that this will not rattle any of the justices so that they swing their vote back. It certainly appears that this that this was in the, in the majority opinion. Um, but this is not the final final. You know, this thing was leaked. And so I, I say to everybody, this is not the end all end all. We need to be in prayer. We need to be hopeful. Um, and most and also equally important is we need to be sharing the story of how our nation got so duped, so deceived by uh, the doctor who was once known as America's abortion king. And what most Americans, like 94 percent, don't realize is that the doctor who d- admitted to deceiving the highest courts in our land and the American public he ultimately became 100% pro-life, and he wanted every American to know the truth of how he deceived our country and to stop the killing. Is this what your book is about, Terry, uh, your promise to the abortion king? Go into that for us. Yeah, um, it, it was in the short summary is back in t- uh, 2009. Um, I had already been researching the history of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, um, the, you know, her racist population control plan that she called the Negro Project. Uh, I happen to be white. I was crossing that racial divide, taking this information into black churches in Virginia. And the response of the people was nothing but love and thankfulness. And I went into prayer. It was uh, prayer vigil April of 09, asking the Lord, um, what did he want me to do with all this information? I had been accumulating and these amazing experiences of just loving other people with the truth. And all I could hear was go interview Dr. Bernard Nathanson. And I sat back in the chair, told the Lord, you know, this is highly unlikely. I doubt this doctor you know, is going to ever say yes, but I knew I was supposed to try. So I found his number, called up to Manhattan, New York on 09. And here's the key thing. Um, he, the, I asked for the interview, um, his wife had answered and she said, Terry, put it in writing, fax it up here. And then she, I'm sorry, she called me back and she said, yes, he's agreed to the interview. Can I fly up to New York to check out the date on the CL? You t- tell me, is this just mere coincidence? She asked me if I could fly to New York on December 1st, 2009. Wow. Well, 12 years to the day. The Supreme Court hears the the Dobbs case, which might very well overturn the Roe v. Wade decision. Well, on that day, 12 years earlier, I sat with the father of America's industry of abortion, who was so regretful, so remorseful. And he had already he had become a Christian in 1996. And uh, at the end of the interview, I said, Dr. Nathanson, if you have a message for America, tell me what it is. 
And I promise you, I will deliver it across our country until it becomes common knowledge or until Roe v. Wade is overturned. And that's when he said, yes, he said, continue teaching the strategy of how I deceived America. It's an eight point strategy of deception. And then he said, and then tell America that the co-founder of NARAL, that's a you know the, the first pro-abortion political action organization, um, says to love one another. Abortion is not love. Stop the killing. The world needs more love. And I'm all about love now. And that began me on a journey. And little did I know it would be first a political journey um, in Virginia. And that's what the book is about, making sure Virginia's most pro-abortion, anti-parental rights state senator um, was defeated. I happened to move into his district, and that was literally the beginning of this journey, showing, proving to the um, political establishments that life leads life leads. I'm white. I united with so many black people in Fredericksburg and, and together um, just across the board, men, women, black, white, didn't matter, rich, poor. And we delivered a swift defeat to this rotten senator who had been sold out to the abortion industry for 28 years, CL. Let me ask you this. Years. Terry Beatley is my special guest, pro-life activist, and she is on a mission, and we want to help you with this. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, <laughs> Dr. Nathanson. Now, he mm-hmm. had seen both sides of this issue. In fact, he had yeah. taught both sides of this issue. Well, he has taught the, the negative, the, the, the worst side of it is how to take life, not right. to save life. Was he very open about how he... Um, uh, uh, was able to teach that with good conscience. I mean, what was missing before? I know Jesus entered into his life, and that changes yeah. everything. That changes everything. Oh, that does. That does. But it, and, and he made a he made a point. At first, I thought he was being arrogant a little bit. But he, after I've processed this, um, it's he wasn't. He made the point when I visited with him again. It was December first, oh nine. That that um that it wasn't. God, who who brought him to the pro-life side, he knew by the hand of God, God was in control the whole time, but he wanted everybody to know that he became pro-life as an atheist scientist. It did not necessarily require Christianity um, for him, and, and he was an atheist Jew, by the way. And so, you know, the missing pieces, he Doug, unlike his business partner, Lawrence Later, um, who I believe Lawrence Later really wanted abortion legalized to help men out of their predicament, okay, Dr. Nathanson had seen some women coming into the hospital with botched abortions, and he really thought it would be the right thing for women. He literally thought it would be the right thing. He never processed any psychological damage. He did not know how an abortion could really wreck the cervix, leading to premature birth on future, you know, pregnancies. And he didn't. Pro- nor did he process the effect of a culture of death on an entire society, which is what we are today, with 63 million aborted babies, and it doesn't stop there. We now sell, or you and I don't, but you know the business is out there selling baby body parts. It can't get much worse than this, okay? 
So he was in complete denial, and he admits that they they denied what they knew to be true, that an abortion kills an existing human life. So when you think about this, 40-some years ago, they got away with the lie that, oh, it's just a blob of tissue. And then real-time ultrasound came out, and it's like, holy smoke, you know, and that's this is what led him to become pro-life. So the doctor who co-founded the first pro-abortion political action organization, who trained Planned Parenthood doctors on how to kill, they were not doing abortions until he trained them. If real-time ultrasound can change that doctor's mind, why can't every single Supreme Court justice make the righteous call on this decision and overturn Roe v. Wade? And why can't every American learn this story and let the truth be your guide? Because that's exactly what Dr. Nathan said. He he told his um, his ex-wife that he had to be intellectually honest with himself. Once he saw real-time ultrasound, it was over. And he told me, C.L., when I sat with him in Manhattan, he said, Terry, real-time ultrasound was the bomb. It made everything come alive. Wow. Yes, Michelle, this is very good. Let me uh, then ask you, how does, uh, how do we uh, get a hold of that book? Friends, yeah. I got to tell you, 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 ought to take, you ought to read this one. You ought to read this one. This is um, right off the front pages here. Let's talk. How do we get a hold well, of it? Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I wrote the book. But it, first off, I named the, the nonprofit organization Hosea Initiative from Hosea 4.6, My People Perish yeah. for Lack of Knowledge. I wrote, so therefore, write a book um, uh, resurrecting this old story that so few people know about. So people can read the book. If you go to abortionking.com, don't get it off of other places. Go directly to my pro-life publisher, abortionking.com. That's the landing page. And, um, and I wrote it in an easy to read way. I've had more men tell me, Terry, I'm not a big book reader, but I made it from front to back, read every word. And, um, and it's and you're going to learn you're going to learn everything you need to know, including at the back of the book. Um, God led me to Norma McCorvey's attorney. Now Norma McCorvey is Roe of Roe v. Wade, yeah. but what most people don't un- understand or know, including. And Hillary Clinton, four years ago, banked on it when she was debating Donald Trump, when she said, well, hey, Roe v. Wade is the law of the land. She's counting on that the public will will remain in ignorance that Roe became 100 percent unequivocally pro-life. And she petitioned the Supreme Court in 03 to overturn the Roe v. Wade decision. And she never had an abortion. Wow. Wow. No, wow, wow. Never, Let me so ask you her, this, Terry. Her affidavit's in the back of the book. That's what I just wanted to get out. It's simple. It's easy to read. She wrote it. And every single person in America needs to read the affidavit and uh, the whole book. I absolutely agree. We're going to give you a chance to uh, uh, tell us about that again. But let me also let me ask you this while I have you on the line here. Uh, are we living in your estimation in a an age, <clears throat> pardon me, of absolute deception. Uh, you know, Jesus, uh, I think it's Matthew 24, was telling us, beware that, that no man deceives you. And right. uh, it seems like everywhere we turn, uh, Terry Beatley is my guest, uh, we are being deceived. And you've just described uh, someone who set out uh, initially to deceive. Right. 
Yeah. Right. Um, it, so the deception today, and this is a whole other topic, but I think it just screams like a megaphone. The man in the white jacket today is Dr. Fauci. The man in the white jacket 40 years ago was Dr. Bernard Nathanson. But praise the Lord, he became a Christ follower on December 8, uh, 1996. I'd like to give you what I believe is the most powerful statement other than the statement Dr. Nathanson gave me uh, for the end up being the title of the book and his parting message. But he ends one of his books after he discloses all of the odious tactics they use to deceive the country. This is what he wrote. I have it memorized, but I'm going to read it to you. It says, I believe the abortion ethic is fatally and forever flawed by the immorality of the means of its victory. A political victory achieved by such odious tactics is at best an unstable tyranny spawned by an unscrupulous and unprincipled minority. At the very least, this disclosure of those odious tactics should compel those who are uneasy with permissive abortion to re-examine the issue. I believe that an America, which permits a junta of moral thugs to foist an evil of incalculable dimensions upon it, and then continues to permit that evil to flower, creates for itself a deadly legacy, a millennium of shame. Wow. So uh, my cry to America, to every single person, because we all bleed red, for God's sake, the father of America's industry of abortion repented for his crimes against humanity. He admitted in writing, in interviews, on audio, it's everywhere out there, but people are too busy with all the little frivolous stuff to finding out how the heck we got so mixed up. So I want people to go to abortionking.com. I'm not promoting my book just to promote a book. I want every single family in this country to have a copy of it, read it, talk about it, start book clubs. I've had I've had teenagers, teenagers, CL, read the book. They're so inspired. They've started teenage book clubs. Every single, every single, every single pastor, anybody who claims that, oh, I'm a Christian, and but I'm pro-choice, for God's sake, read the book and learn some history and let truth lead you. Lead your heart, lead your mind. Let truth lead you to abortionking.com, abortionking.com. Check it out. Terry, I can't tell you how glad and how timely uh, this conversation is. Uh, uh, we pray that our steps be continually ordered by the Lord. And uh, listen, you, you're um, uh, fighting the good fight. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are uh, fighting the good fight. Thank you so much for being you, on Sam. with me today. Michelle, uh, we got to get her back on uh, the show real soon, real soon. Let's God, do it. Talk to you. Talk to you soon, <laughs> Thank Terry. you. God bless. Bye okay. now.